So one other thing that uh, I <coughs> neglected in my recap that you guys uh, were still in the process of figuring out is um, this cauldron that you got from the hag. Um, it was a very powerful magical item that in the uh, rush... Oh, and actually, another thing I should mention afterwards. Um, that in the rush of the fighting the fire and fighting the dwarves, you just sort of ditched on the floor in the temple. Because um, it's big and unwieldy and you can't carry it into battle. Um, you still need to figure out what to do with that. Also, something that I missed that's uh, probably of importance is that while you were doing your follow-up investigation, you suspected that some of the guards might have been implicit because the doors were left open and you didn't find any bodies. Mm. So Kuzblad left the city on sort of a stakeout mission to see if he could see anybody fleeing the city. And rather than seeing people fleeing the city, he saw four of the guard from Targos arrive, led by um, Captain Scath. Uh, and they arrived in a suspiciously quick manner. The uh, um, get bent arm. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, offered to uh, aid Captain Argoleth with his shorthandedness after the uh, the battle. Um, so that is also important. Uh, it's almost like he is part of a spy network that knows when things happen. Or causes that things happen. Also that. Probably both. And what do we think that he did exactly? Well, he rolled up suspiciously quickly when it was obvious that there was a security risk in town. <clears throat> yeah. And then was like, I'm here with my security to help you oh, out. Okay, so it's... He's, He's brand ambassador. It's it's a muscle game. Yeah. He's flexing. It's like when the fire brigade shows up. We're here to put out the fire. What fire? <laughs> well, we already came all this way, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing in ancient Rome. Yeah, is that was a thing in ancient New York. <laughs> number three is missing, or did it just fall down? Thank you for bringing that up. That is my next point. Um, <laughs> it's actually been raised to the ground. We don't talk about it. <laughs> so, back by popular demand. Side hey. quest on, on index cards. Okay. Rub them all over my body. Um, maybe, we, maybe we can skip the business <laughs> <of> cards. <laughs> if, that's, if that's a prereq, we can just skip it. <laughs> so each of these cards is numbered. There is a corresponding number on the map for where these side quests are located. Uh, three is missing because I was going through all the ones that you have, but one of the quests that you have, you can investigate. You don't have a location on yet, so I didn't want to put it on the map. Uh, when you get a little more information, you know where exactly you start looking, I'll put it up on the map. But it's not a mind game, and it's not an accident. Three is not on the map on purpose. Okay, rad. Um, I have that find my quest app. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, these will stay out on the table for people to peruse through the game. We have Korkalok, the Goblin Fortress. Uh, Yarbnok, the Goblin Chief, is petitioning for peace. And we've Yarbnokker. We've determined that it's most likely it's an assassination plot to get all the leaders. We've assumed down. that, but it seems very likely, yeah. Uh, number two, this one you got from um, reading through the spell book and the belongings from the wizard that Sai stole when he wrote a, go- uh, rolled a, wrote a dragon. Um, here, I'll let you make that. Jarlmut, an ancient ring of Cairn stones sacred to the giants, notably a place visited by people searching for the Mithalar. Uh, What's the Mithalar again? The Mithalar was the... Um, it's You've seen it alluded to in handouts. Uh, here, I'll show you the handout where it's most... It's like a orrery or some shit like that. It is a magical device. And it's implied oh. that it might be what makes cities fly. Okay. And it needs Shardolin to work. In theory. We don't really know much about it, but that's the thing we had. Okay. This is one that um, uh, Nickel Cow picked up early, early in the campaign. Right. That was useful. I can't be right. <laughs> uh, this one is the Black Cabin. Uh, Copper Knobberknocker wants you to deliver a care package to his friend Macritus, who is trying to invent a machine to end the everlasting rhyme. <laughs> it's a space heater. <laughs> you you slammed Kate. <laughs> uh, this one is Revel's End Prison. Janth invited you to visit during visitor's hours. All cakes will be searched for files. <laughs> uh, so this is one that I'm going to give to you now that you haven't technically picked up yet, but you will with very little effort. Um, this is the Lost Spire of Netheril. The wizard Dazan hired adventurers to investigate ruins and then murdered them for what they saw. Um, well, he's dead now, so we're safe. Yep. That was the guy that's being burned at the stake, right? Yep. Yes. Mm. Yep. And then the missing number three is uh, something you'll pick up later on. Okie dokie. We'll talk about that. Um, Kaylee, you wanted me to remind you, double check your hit points. I already fixed them. Cool. I should probably double check mine. In my favor. I apparently <laughs> did not update my sheet when I hit level five. I had entire I... abilities that I didn't know I had until I reread my character. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should write these things down that I can do. <laughs> that would help. I mean, I like playing Gimp characters, but that's a fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, give, give them within the rules, Paul, at least. 
I want to know what they are so I play them badly. <laughs> so what is your uh, first order of business? You know what? I would probably get better picture on this if I plugged it in. Probably. We have all the all the noisy food away. Yep. Okay. Slightly, there we are. So I do know, I do know. Nickel Cow still thinks he should introduce himself to the um, what do you call the leader of this town? Speaker. 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 Yep. And it's looking over our, uh, it's just a big amplifier. Nice. <laughs> looking over our uh, array of options as well for advancing the story. Um, I feel like Rebels End is fun, but like unless it's on the way to something, it doesn't really make any sense to waste any time doing that. We're doing a vote. Yeah. Um, so where are we? So we're Brinchanda, right? So is Zef, Zef, uh, East Haven for now. East, yeah. East Haven. Zev certainly. Yeah, I think. I think selling okay. our so kind of in the middle. Yep. Selling the cauldron to Brinchanda. Well, we're giving it to them. We're not selling it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we could discuss it. Sorry. Uh, I will donating. Yep. And, a tr- and acquiring goodwill. Yep. Make sure and, we get a receipt for our taxes. For and sure. it's all about the clout. And those YouTube clicks. That's right. And that, that's what we're going to get from Yeah, oh, if you God. cry on camera, you'll get a lot more. If we're becoming influencers, I guess I'm not. Yes. <laughs> I just want to say. Aren't you I'm a preachy so cow? Sorry. You should be all about it. <laughs> yeah. I did nice. a really big mistake. I could be on Yik Yak. <laughs> oh! Don't talk back. <laughs> um, but yeah, Janth is awesome, uh, but I think visiting him can wait. Yeah, yeah, I think he's kind of irrelevant right now. Um, but if yeah, we go to Brinchander, we can donate the cauldron, and this feels like it's very pressing. Um, this feels like it's immediate problems. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if we go towards Brinchander, uh, actually, Brinchander is on the way to both one it and kind two. Of is, yeah. 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 Uh, whereas four, five, and six are like way out of the way. Yeah. And also, six is like one guy. So, like. Yeah. It's a promising invention, though. It's a promising invention, but it's it's not high on the priorities list right. because it's saving one guy, oh, and this. this is like saving potentially saving all everyone. The speakers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm thinking um, this is probably our top priority. Yeah, that makes sense. This yeah. is on the way to that if we follow the road. Or it looks I, like there's a road. I can't tell. It might be a river. So there's a. I think the that'd be road good. goes up to Brent Shander. Uh, yeah, it's rivers. It's yeah. only rivers to one and two. There's no uh, roads. Well, following the river, follow the river. Yeah, the river is going to be a flatter surface. It's at least easier to hike. Um, Maybe iced over. <laughs> this would be, be a good landmark to camp out at or yeah. something like that and just and get um, some scholarly One excitement. One refresher about Jarlmoot, uh, the name I actually had not heard before, I don't think, but the uh, description reminds me that the person who had gone there to explore it had been chased off by the spirits of angry giants. So just something to keep in mind. <laughs> That's fine. We're level five now. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I feel like going that way, not to be meta, but I feel like going that way at the level we are is safer than going, going that way? way at the level we yeah, are. No, I don't disagree with you. Feels like we're walking downhill. <laughs> Mr. Bean? No, God, no. no Mr. Bean oh, doesn't talk. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's the ends. Yeah. Sounded like Grover. Yeah. <laughs> that's in my head. It was probably Grover on the way. <laughs> so I found this picture on Reddit. This is um, Ooh. that's cool. I want to rotate it so that it's horizontal, but I can't figure it out on and you know looking at this angle. But um, that's cool. Yeah, it's a good shot of the aurora with snow-covered fur. I figured it was uh, kind of atmospheric. I love it. These dogs beating the shit out of each other upstairs. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I put it behind the gate, and they just don't like it. The, um, uh, the perspective on that's really nice. It makes it feel very. It's like I think it was a fisheye video taken laying down and facing straight yeah. up. Yeah, I feel but, like we, we all fall down. We all fell down. Yeah, yeah. but it feels the trees feel almost smothering. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which is very on brand. Yeah. I can hear the silence in that. Picture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can hear the not hearing anything. The sound yeah. of silence. Yeah. yeah. The occasional <laughs> of snow falling off the trees into the other side. <laughs> so I was half listening while I was getting set up. What did you decide on for a destination for now? I think we want to do Yarlmoot first on the way to Korkalaka. Okay. But we also have to stop at Brinchander on the yeah. way to Yarmouth, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, so, sounds should, like Yarmouth by way of Brinchander? Yeah. Okay. And we should give Devessa Shane a heads up yeah. about the potential danger. Yes. And that will also give us time to see what's going on in Brinchander right now. Like, are there people coming into the town? In fact, uh, Zev can offer to be her ambassadorial aide during the, uh, the thing while you guys perhaps look for threats. And kill them. Yeah. That's the that's the implication. Yeah. Alright. Because she wants to establish drow trust amongst the ten towns. So are we doing anything else in uh, East Haven before we go? Uh, I still think I should 
talk to the okay. or just briefly. I don't... Yeah, he was poisoned. That's another thing that was part of the recap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so refresh my memory on the whole um, the whole uh, you know five mares or whatever meeting to declare peace with the goblins. <laughs> so basically, <clears throat> what was uh, implied when Zev delivered the petition at the beginning of the campaign was that they were going to have a, a speakers meeting in Brinchander, which is something they do anyway every few months, um, and discuss the peace treaty. And they were dissuaded from doing that because the party was concerned it was a ploy to get them all in one place and, you know, 9-11. So did we, conv- did we convince them already not to do this? I don't think you spoke to them. Okay. We convinced one person. It was yeah. the dragonborn from whatever town that was that he's the mayor. Yeah. Um, and he's probably the least useful of the ten mayors. Yeah, because he spends most of his time drinking, right? Yeah. Yes. And giving away family heirlooms. He is a notable drunk. I don't mean to he's, cut he's, your thing he's, off. Oh. You know, he should be ruling over his town. Alrighty then. <laughs> there he does. Zev just has a theory, and uh, I will retcon this if anybody, or rather retract this if this has already been presented. But perhaps the gnome is in captivity of the goblins and being forced to write these letters and uh, is being like manipulated by them. Right. And he's trying to reach out to people in dreams to come help him. That's an interesting point. Oh. I, I kind of like that. The, uh, the dreams is notably not a side quest that I was able to put on the map yet. Well, it's kind of everywhere. Mm. It is omnipresent. You know it exists. Um, however, clues to it have not been something that's like map worthy. Yeah, point. I don't think it's a real dream because the gnome's not naked and trying to take his final in, in high school. And that's right. <laughs> it's not a real dream. It's something. Like <coughs> and the, and, and the, but you never looked down to see if you were. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe the, the gnome is a hag and he's dream walking. So I'm confused. Where oh. does the gnome come into the goblin? Zev will speculate uh, behind. I doubt that the goblin folk would be able to write so eloquently, nor include a message of, well, off of begging for help. Perhaps they're using the gnome to hear uh, articulate to the ten towns, that they have perhaps turned a new leaf. They're at least using somebody. Sounds plausible. Or somebody is using them. If we were to get a bit more crazy with it, perhaps the gnome's spirit or soul is entombed within Yarbnock. Something like what happened with Jamp and the, Indeed. Uh, the kobolds. So I find to... it more likely that he is being held captive and forced to write these letters. Going to meet with the town speaker then. Uh, you yes. were you were told by the uh, the guards that he was in residence, but he was ill, uh, and you had sort of made the assumption that he was ill in the same way that Sai was ill, requiring emergency emergency surgery. Um, I will reiterate that that was just an assumption you leapt to. There was no evidence to. That's what we up. do best. <laughs> well, Kay had a great assumption that the illness came around the same time as the little girl was abducted. Mm-hmm. So there was a huge coincidence there in mm-hmm. terms of timing. That is true. What was the name of the uh, speaker again? I forget. Danith Whalen. Sounds like a dork. A I was going to say, girl? it sounds like an H.P. It's Lovecraft. It's a male. Yep. Uh, name. It is, it is kind of a Lovecraftian name. Mm. Well, no doubt this setting's drawn a lot from John Carpenter and Lovecraft. Oh, horror. for sure. For sure. Um, but he is, he is in residence. I mean, given the um, the uh, recent affairs of the past 24 hours, you know, even ill, he'll start, you know, trying to organize his town. He's still got a position to uphold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he you know, he will definitely make time to speak with you, but it'll be between meetings and organizing, right. rebuilding and cleaning and housing refugees and Some trying to find calls. new pack animals. <laughs> but uh, he does you, know, you do sort of catch him you know coming from like his town office to you know on his way like out into the oh so he is out and about now yeah he's yeah he's out and about he's moving slowly um, he's uh, older than middle aged not quite mm-hmm. elderly yet uh, but his illness seems to have made him fairly gaunt and pale looking and he's he's not moving at a full clip um, bundled up like even beyond bundled just you know fighting his fever against the cold of the outside just to, to see what's going on. That sucks. Yeah. It, he's having a rough time of it right yeah. now. Um, but he sees you outsiders, you know, especially you. You stand out. Um, yeah. He sees you approach and somebody, you know, one of his aides that's sort of walking with him, you know, whispers something in his ear and gestures to you. And and uh, he sees you and he goes, I'm to understand that you, uh, you were instrumental in doing what you could to save our town last night. And, the town of East Haven owes you a great debt. Thank you very much for your your assistance. Um, on, on behalf of my uh, my uh, fellow travelers, uh, you know, we thank you. You know, they they did far more than I did personally. Um, 
but uh, but uh, you're very welcome. Um, you know, I, we're here trying to help the ten towns through whatever tribulations they all may be having. How are you? Oh, it's uh, nothing too bad. It's a touch of uh, a winter malady, I suppose. I've been fighting it for several weeks now, and it's uh, ah, it's taking its toll. But I, I've got work to do, and you know, an, an idle mind is more damaging to me than than any fever or, or cough. Yes, I I, I understand. Uh, you don't want to stay stay in bed all the time. It gets old. <laughs> I'm not not one to to be a layabout. I'd rather be working. So. When did you, uh, not to pry too much, but, but we're very curious, when, when did you come down with, uh, with whatever you came down with? Oh, I've been fighting it for uh, some time. Um, it, it got really bad. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I started running a fever and uh, cough, sneezing, stuffy, achy, get some sleep medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Try and use an X. <laughs> um, is he surrounded with a big entourage, or he's got an aide? He's got one of the um, one of the town guard is sort of acting as like a bodyguard and an escort. Um, so it's like him. It's like one other guy that seems to be like a town clerk, and then a, a soldier just as some muscle because there's bad dwarves the around. <laughs> Min- miniature dwarves running around, kicking people in the ankles. <laughs> um. Uh, again, I'm just I'm just asking because. Um, you know, some, some, sometime, you know, and I may be just uh, putting too much into uh, conspiracies, but uh, some of the timing amongst you falling ill and some of the other events in the area seems to be very uh, connected, as it were. And I'm just uh, concerned that this is not a random act of a flu. Um, for, for example, you know, you must have heard, have you heard the saga of the little girl who was uh, taken from the town... Of course, I was uh, I was one of the ones organizing the search party for the poor child. I heard that you re- returned her to her home. Oh yes, yes, she's doing quite well. But uh, but you know, we noticed that the timing of your illness around the same time made us very dubious. Was there more than one front on which uh, you know events <sighs> are happening to try to uh, derail the leadership of this town? Oh, I would hope not. I sort of had just sort of attributed it to me already having something of a bug, and then staying out all night looking for a little girl in the woods. Hmm. Um, I see. Well, that makes sense. But it... Normally I would scoff at conspiracy theories, but with invisible dwarves running around setting our barns on fire, I suppose I should put some credence into your line of thinking. I'll I'll make an appointment with my priest and see if I can't beg, borrow, or steal something to convince him to grant me a healing spell cure my malady a bit sooner. I'd rather he save his magic for the townspeople, but it appears that the town needs leadership. Well, the town certainly does. Certainly needs you. Um, I, I guess perhaps we should also talk... Have you been? Uh, have you received uh, communications from the uh, the goblins or the... Uh, um, in this latest uh, attempt they have at uh, suing for peace? Goblins suing for peace? No, I... That does actually... It makes some things make sense. Uh, Duvessa Shane summoned the town speakers to Bryn Shander for our speaker meeting. Uh, they've been coming fewer and farther between as the weather's worsened and the traveling becomes more treacherous. Uh, and I had thought to turn her down while I recovered from my illness, but um, the goblins have been uh, thorn in traveler sides in these parts for better than five years. Uh, if they're suing for peace, I'd be interested to know what game they're playing. I don't trust them, to be honest. Um, and he looks around. You notice Sai is off doing Sai things. He's not present, so maybe he's speaking a little more candidly than he would be if Sai was standing right there. Standing on the sidelines. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but he goes, I, I don't trust them. Um, but I have the benefit of hearing from all the traveling caravans coming from the mountains that have fought off goblin raiders in the past. Um I can only imagine that with fewer travelers, there's fewer targets for them to prey upon, and they have no agriculture, they have no ability to fish, they probably are starving in whatever hole they decided to call home. I think uh, I think that's a very wise uh, wise conclusion. Um, we are we are making our way to Bryn Shander, that is our next destination. Do you want me to bring a missive to uh, to the speaker there? 
on your behalf. We would be willing to courier a document if you wish. I think you should stay here. I don't think you should travel. But, uh, we are um, willing to do so if you wish. He, he turns to his clerk and he goes, yes, uh, Penimissive for these fine people to bring to Devessa Shane on my behalf. Um, tell her I am not in favor of any peace treaty with any goblin. Um, they lived off our suffering for five years, and I don't see why we should have to tolerate their suffering now. Uh, and, in fact, what is the goblin chieftain's name that signed this petition? Karkalak? Yarbnarvrov. All these... Warm, yep. All these <laughs> yep. lesser mammal names. Should it be the decision of the speakers of the Ten Towns to decline them in their peace treaty, I will offer a 300 gold piece bounty on Yarbnok's head. Damn. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh. Like further than I thought it would. Um. <laughs> and you can feel free to add notes to those so you can remind <coughs> yourself of stuff that happens later. <coughs> on the Hugars themselves. Yeah, please. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's tough to remember two weeks after the fact what it was said. For me and for you. <clears throat> and then he could, turns to his clerk and he says, you know, zhuzh it up a little, make it sound official. <laughs> <laughs> Too tired to have a mind for writing fancy missives, but yeah, I just, get my just point. kill the fucker. <laughs> kill this bitch, get paid. Make sure you put your seal on it so they don't think to be a forgery. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. I'm going to miss anything with the speaker that I should have asked. No, you're good. I was just trying to figure out if Yarbnok is a, um, <clears throat> what's the term for a word where the letters are jumbled? Anagram. Anagram. <clears throat> I was trying to figure out if it's an anagram for something, but I'm mm. not smart enough to figure that out. So. Uh, one thing you could do, if you want to take the little ambassadorial <clears throat> step further, uh, you could offer to be his delegate in the uh, peace treatings, uh, peace treaty uh, talks. Um, or a representative, sorry, not delegate. Uh, that's probably not Nickel Cow style okay. to speak for to speak for a political entity. Cool. Yeah, that'd, that'd be more of Zeb's bag. Maybe more Zeb's bag. Yeah. Uh, so that's up to you if you want to bring it up to him. Um, no, I don't think Nikolai would have thought of that. Understandable. He, th- he did. He did want to bring a missive. He, he did want to bring a message too. Mm-hmm. And and actually, it sounds like the right message. So I'm not even gonna. Yeah. I'm not even gonna like fight him on the content. of Yeah, the he's he's pretty cut and dry on what his stance is on peace treaties. So. Um, so if you have nothing more for him, he's a busy man, and he'll excuse himself politely. If you ever need me, just put your lips together and move. <laughs> I thought you were going to give him, like, a cow signal that he can shine in the sky. <laughs> I'm bovine man. Um, <laughs> tell me where the cheese is going! <laughs> Anything else you guys want to do when you say them? I think that's about it. <laughs> we need to get out of here before we make more cow jokes. Oh, uh, okay. we did rest, right? Or do we need to rest? <laughs> I assume we long rest. Do we long rest? Uh, if you want to take a long rest, you can. You haven't taken one yet. Uh, your, I guess your level up will officially take, you know, a- take a hold after your first long rest. But so it's a brand new sheet. I didn't transfer all my damages. Yep. Just, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. We should sleep before we go traveling anyway. So yeah, yada yada yada. It's done. Everyone take a pee. Yeah, for, just pee before friend. you go. Were we trying to long rest before the Jorgar attacked? You were. Yes. Yeah. So we should finish that long rest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys sleep it off. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Yeah, eight hours later, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you died yesterday. Um, but did you die? Yes. <laughs> Even Jesus Christ took three days. <laughs> three consecutive long rests. Um, you had to get all the spell sauce back. Did you yeah. die? Um, so, a, you know, we'll say a, a whole 12 hour sleep wake cycle happens and the town you know sort of does town things around you um are you setting watches for this long rest i think we should we'll take advantage i'll take um i guess the first watch because i'll be only sleeping for four hours anyway uh i was sleeping while you're doing the interrogation so i will take second watch okay and what are you guys doing with the cauldron in this time it's under a bunch of blankets and bedrolls and shit in the temple, so... Okay. Should be fine. Are you sleeping in the temple with it, or...? That was my plan. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That'd be prudent. Because yeah, you need to convalesce anyway. Right. Cauldron's worth more than all of our, all of our lives put together. Well, that's not true. Uh, didn't we get a... Weren't some of us staying in the inn? Didn't we... Weren't there plans <clears throat> to yeah. stay in the inn? Yeah, I, uh, I think... The two of us... Cy and I were staying in the... Cyanide. Cyanide. Cyanide and happiness. We were staying in the inn. I think we got an in-room. 
I believe so. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that just jogged my memory. Yeah, I think some of you were, were the temple. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah, two of you were slumming it in the temple. Two of you had gotten in uh, in a room. And I think you two were actually bunked up together in Sai and Nicolo. Yeah. That's, right. That's what it was. Yep. Um, and for your own purposes, um, let's see. I want to get I want to get it right. It comes right from Dave. I asked him what he wanted to do with Sai during the session while he wasn't here, and I will tell you exactly what he told me. Give me a moment to put up. Pavu sleeps on the temple floor because he's one of those people who's like. A bed is too comfortable. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, I need also, a firm mattress, so I'll sleep on the concrete floor on the, you know, on the slate floor. Need also, a firm surface. Good luck finding a mattress that'll fit a seven foot Goliath on right. it. Like, he's just sleeping with his feet on the floor. So, actually, I'm not sure that Sai would be completely upfront about this. So, we're going to roleplay it just a little bit. Um, oh, no. Zev, you, you noticed while uh, you were accompanying the party to speak with the, the speaker, the town speaker, that Sai had sort of excused himself. And um, when you return to your room, uh, a lot of his belongings are still there. It looks like he's still staying in the room, but he is physically not in the room. And uh, some of his, like, he's got a, a bag full of various mushrooms, um, the tips as well, um, and spore collections and all sorts of things that constitute spell components. That is noticeably missing. Um, and size, you know, he's left a, a quickly scrawled note, like you're accustomed to seeing from him, especially after binging coffee, that says, uh, "You guys go ahead without me. I'll catch up." Okay. Anything that looks essential that he may have forgotten? Nope. All right. Did the first letters of the note spell anything? <laughs> right. <laughs> Does it help me? Sucking me. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, that's assuming that Sai can spell. Mm. Just his coffee diarrhea. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a hell of a long note. <laughs> it's written Get on toilet paper. <laughs> oh, God. It was a real run on. Uh, I'm going to look at wet. you, Sai, off on your own side quests. <laughs> <laughs> He's really growing up. And the cycle continues. Well, the goblin life cycle is only like nine years, so he's only got about the 20 cycle. minutes left. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so you pack up your belongings, you leave Sai, you know, to his own devices. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing fun stuff. I guess you'll get to he's hear about next session. He's going blind. Catching up with his reading. <laughs> um, and set out to Bryn Chander, right? Um, that's, that's the goal. As you are loading up your dog sled, uh, Captain Scath comes over, um, swaggering, and starts to just, you know... Nose around your sled, looking, making idle conversation. You know, hey, where were you guys heading? What are you Good morning, to? Captain Scath. Zevelin, how are we all doing today? Doing wonderfully. It's, uh, I believe you made quite an impression on this place. Well, that is the business. What do you got in the sled? Supplies. It's a lot of supplies to go around the ten towns. I only brought just a little bag. He brought a little bag. He brought a little bag. You got that big old thing. What is that? What's it to you? Well, as your employer, I guess it's just my damn business, isn't it? He's our employer? How did that happen? He's not, but we are being paid by his boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to do what? I don't remember that. Uh, all of our early side quests are being funded by... The Zentarum. The Zentarum. You accepted money from the Zentarum. Yeah. yeah. Remember that big bag, the nice bag we got from do- Side the Dog? Uh, and he was all like, "Here's these supplies. It's me, Captain Scaff." If you guys would like, he's our sugar daddy. If you guys would like Zav to attempt to trivialize this to make him lose interest, she can make an attempt. Uh, we're not going to have a chance to say anything to you. This is all happening right now. So. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, then I guess she'll speak up. Well, Captain Scaff, in the amount of traveling that we do, we keep a very generous portion of supplies for ourselves, particularly to keep fed. It is nothing more than that. A big slab of food. <laughs> um, you can give me a persuasion check. Well, I guess that's deception. I was going yeah, to say deception. I am. She is. Uh, like, that's yeah. a lie. She's yeah, including yeah, like, elements. Of, lie. Is it? She's, oh my god! She's <laughs> including elements of truth. She's not going to say it's a cauldron that makes free food. It's like it's just a food. It's just our food. Nothing to be worried about. Just some truths. So that's going to be a fifteen. Fifteen. Hmm. Unless someone gives me advantage. Um, I'm not trained in deception, unfortunately. I don't think I have inspiration. Pavu's gonna keep his mouth shut because he can't lie. (laughs) He's just gonna stand there in the back and be like, Uh, you know what? Brian gave me inspiration for a dumb joke earlier, so you can... Thank you, Kate. 
All right, so 21. Well, suppose you guys need to eat. You're unto uh, quite a lot of adventures, aren't you? Of course, and Coos has proven a most effective hunter. Perhaps, and she'll point to, like, pat the giant pile, perhaps too effective. Well. And she'll just look at you affectionately. <laughs> like, damn, you and Niantai could do good work. <laughs> and but, he, he, puts, he puts, like, a sleazy hand on your shoulder. He's like, good, that's good. Eat up. We need you strong. All of you, make sure you're eating plenty. Niantai starts eating his pant leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point of order. Mm. Shouldn't we call it Niantu? Nice. <laughs> Electric babayantai. <Bye. laughs> uh, you know what? For creepy, for creepy's sake, uh, when he nice. says make sure you're eating plenty, Una will make direct eye contact with him and goes, I will. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am both chilled to the bone and so proud. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, puncture with with the polite, but with the polite, but we're in a hurry tone of, will there be anything else, Captain Scath? Nope. Travel safe and don't be a stranger. Of course. And best of luck to you. And with that, he uh, sort of excuses himself. He is human. Right? He is tiefling. 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 Uh, I may have a picture of him. Oh, of course he's a sugar daddy. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's a tiefling. Of yeah. course he's a huge slut. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is the one who is taking bribes to take people out of the lottery for the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a picture. And while he's not my boss, <laughs> he works he for He hired. <laughs> I was hired for him. Mm. Yeah. He is your boss in that you are subcontracted out to him. Yes, I'm a subcontractor. He makes my third stomach queasy. He's a dom contractor. Thank you, Daddy Scaff. May I have another? <laughs> Cap top scaff. I think we're going to get out of here unscaffed, people. Hey, is this lazy boy in the background over there? Oh, well, he's gross looking for a tiefling. So, um, it is a... From East Haven to Bryn Shander, it is a 13-mile dog sled. That is a, a long dog sled. That is a, that is a way. Yes. Um, we'll see how long that takes you. Dog sled, one mile, uh, takes, it's an, um, you can go a mile an hour on a dog sled. Okay. So it's going to be a 13 hour, it's a whole day of dog sledding if you're going to go straight from East Haven. We'll work the dogs to death if you do that, so we're going to split it in half. To Bryn Shander? Yeah, Yeah, 13 hours for a dog sled, you'll kill them. So are we, are we uh, camping out then? (laughs) Yeah, we're at the camp halfway through. So the, um... The way the easy the easy math for dog sledding uh, this hasn't come up yet because you haven't done any distance longer than you know a day's travel. Um, the dogs can go twelve they can go for twelve hours if they rest for twelve hours. Um, it's not usually not twelve hours straight. It's usually you go for four hours, you give them a couple hours, you go for four more hours, you give them a couple hours. Um, if you wanted to push them, you could push them the full twelve hours, but then they need to sleep and be fed like twice. They, you know, and it's we're going to be able to use off. them to get to where we're going after. Right. So. I feel like Columbo. So another thing. <laughs> Where did um, Scaff come from to go to to be in East Haven? Targos. 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 Well, he bases in Targos, which is um, which is farther than Brin farther than Brinchander. How so, the fuck did he get here so quick? And yeah, again, no, I'm that's still, somebody in the Duergar. Yeah, yeah. 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 big well, big sauce. Somebody in the Duergar, or somebody who was already on the take from the guard staff here. Well, yeah, I don't think so. I really hate the skeevy aspect. Go ahead. Oh, I was just more of this, that I have RP thing. Well, there's also a crossroads. Yeah. So do people typically camp at that crossroads? Is that typically a thing people do? Or yes, there is um, There is like a, a caravan shelter. It's not something that's like staffed with like somebody cooking food, but it's, it's, it's you like know. A Roadhouse. It's Yeah, it's, it's like. Roadhouse. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those big parking lots off the side of the highway where the truck drivers park and sleep. Um, it's it's you know it's kind of like it's got a shelter it's got a place for you to put bedrolls and stuff. Heroin. But yeah, <laughs> it's ton, got a very of out of date yep. Pepsi vending machine. Yep, you can get blown <laughs> by a meth head. Um, just like Targos. <laughs> um, and that's five miles away, so you could theoretically do a, a short trip, rest at the the crossroads, and then knock out the other eight. Yeah, that sounds right. like the way to do it. I just want to say I am nervous about us camping so close to East Haven after Scath got real sketch about what we're carrying. Well, if he attacks us out in the woods, we kill him. Yeah. Good <laughs> that and seems like a best case scenario, yeah. yeah. But also, Problem I, solved. I do think that um, we need to make it very clear when we get to Bryn Shander that when they get this cauldron, it did not come from us. 
Yeah. Um, that's crinkly, so we'll give that a second. But also, um, you have passed without trace. Yes. So why don't you pass without trace, and then I'll cover up the slide when we get there. Oh, boof. Let's go, guys. Yeah, make him lose the trail. Yeah. In fact, make it look like the trail went in another direction. Yeah. Wait, didn't we tell him we were going to Brinchander? Yeah. So we camp somewhere off the trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is one more option that takes you a little bit out of the way, but is probably less likely to get you tracked if you're interested in it. And that is when you get to the crossroads, instead of going straight on to Bryn Shander, you go south through Goodmead to Dugan's Hole, and then you get off the trail around, there's a little, little like, copse of trees, a little forest. Yeah. You go off-road from uh, Dugan's Hole up to Bryn Shander that way. That's sort of the, if you think you're going to get followed and you want to lose somebody, that's a way to do it. Sure. And you have plenty of places to stop on the way. I hate to throw a damper on that, but I made it pretty clear that I'm bringing a missive from the town to Bryn Shander. So I mean, you, you still end up clear. in Bryn Shander, but it, it reduces your right. chances of being, you know, Shank ambushed on But it's, it's no damn secret where we're going. Right, yeah. so. right. But you, you, you would say, after having been in Bryn Shander, you spent more time in Bryn Shander than anybody here at the table. Okay. Once you're in Bryn Shander, the chances of you getting waylaid by highwaymen is much less. They have yeah. a wall. They have a town uh, town guard that is trained and competent. Yeah. Um, it's like, if you make it to Bryn Shander, you feel like you're pretty much safe. It's the open road that seems to be kind of threatening at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bryn Shander is kind of the hub. It's most the most fortified of the yes. town. It is literally on a hill with a palisade wall. It is the closest thing to a... I, I mean... The the cares, Care Dinaval and Care Koenig are built are actual like ancient castles that were built. Yeah. Um. So they're like fortress fortresses. But as far as like a fortified city, Bryn Shander, Targos, and East Haven are about the safest you're going to get. Um, I'm not trying to overcomplicate it. I just yeah, no, I'm worried. I, I don't. I don't think we need to overcomplicate it either. I think it's very obvious. We have two choices. We either just use Pass Without Trace and obscure the sleigh and acknowledge there's some risk, or we go this silly route all the way out to Dugan's Hole. Which I think Brian wants us to do because there's a side quest in Dugan's Hole. I don't think... No, I, honestly, I, I, I wrote out the quest in Dugan's Hole. So you guys can do whatever you want. Uh, adventure will find you wherever you go. Um, but if you're concerned about being uh, tra- trailed, that is an option. Uh, Pass Without Trace lasts how long? An hour. An hour. An hour. So, I mean, that would get you a mile outside of town, but then you're going to be leaving trails again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's also it. like but then there's a mile no outside telling. of town, he just looks and he's like, Oh. Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> Nobody knows whose trail it is. Like it's, it's a commonly true. used road. That's why I'm saying we use Pass Without Trace during the journey. Yeah. And we make it look like the trail is veered off. Then then use it like a, use it and then we use, it, out. <clears throat> we yeah. use it. Go to the crossroads like normal. And then in the morning when we leave the crossroads, we'll turn on there so nobody well, can see which direction. No, I think the concern the is that they're gonna get trail us to when we have to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't need to use it before then. That's the yeah. thing. And with a, with yeah, a rest there's nowhere, to, there's nowhere there's nowhere to veer off before in the first hour, I don't think. Well, and the problem with using Pass Without Trace here is you won't leave tracks, but sled tracks all look essentially the same. It is a fairly traveled road. I mean your tracks might just blend in with the other tracks. There's no way to determine which tracks are your tracks or other people's It might tracks. be worth it to, like, once we settle down to camp, like, cast it right when we sit down and see if anybody shows up. Because it also just gives pull us... pull it off the trail into the woods or whatever? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So you head out on your dog sled. You don't cast Pass Without Trace yet. No. You're going to the crossroads, and then you're going to pull off and set up a kind of a... Reverse trap there? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So your journey, the five miles uh, out to the, the crossroads is fairly uneventful. You don't see any other travelers on the road. Um, you get to this crossroads and you see that there is another small uh, caravan that is already set up at the uh, the crossroad caravan stop. Um, and let's see. This is... Um, Somebody you, you give me a history check. This might be somebody you know. Ooh, All history. of us. I uh, know this is specific for Kuspelov. <laughs> it's not good. Not good. Okay. Um, this uh, you don't know these people. You, there's a lot of caravans that operate in this area, and you just haven't had the pleasure. Um, but it is uh, it is small, and it appears to be empty. It appears they're hauling empty wagons at this point, probably to stock up. Um, and it appears to just be like maybe six or seven. People, some of them look like there might be caravan guards or caravan drivers. The others seem like they might be passengers. And they're already hunkered down uh, with a fire going in the shelter. You know, some of them more clearly affected by the cold than others. But yep. they're they're all huddled around. And they see sort of see you approaching and 
some of the more guardly looking types stand up to try and assess like who you are and what's going on and the, the traveler types sort of hunker down by their fire and just sort of keep an eye on you and there's sort of a tense little standoffish moment because you know the road is obviously dangerous mm-hmm. yep I don't think we need to waste too much time like addressing them or talking to them I think we just go about our business I'll do an inside check to see if there's weird. anybody amongst them who doesn't look like they belong okay. I was going to actually do, this, do a do similar thing sure. but not, not to see if anybody doesn't belong but just okay. get a general vibe from sure. uh, 19 check all right. I want to see if the, Zen, if the Zents have planted agents amongst these people. Okay. On a related note, uh, I read lips, so if I can get close enough to see the face on any of them, I'd like to try and pick up yeah. what the conversation is. Um, the problem is they're all, it's they're outdoors. They're all wearing, like, face wraps and scarves, and there's, you can't really see lips, unfortunately. Uh, 18, um, I'm wondering. 18, and you were, to, you were trying to find out exactly what. Um, so I, I, this is probably more Kusa's thing. Uh, I don't know, just... Are they are they like leering at us, like staring at our arrival, or are they just not really paying attention to our arrival either? Okay. Um, and I saw the people. Are they overly up? focused on our arrival? And you got an eighteen for that. I got an eighteen. Okay. For that. And I saw the people picking up dice. What are you guys rolling for? Uh, I rolled for insight as well. I want to see if I recognize anybody or if okay. anybody is like eyeing us over. What did you get? Seventeen. Seventeen. All right. And I didn't roll because I don't really have any. I have no story <laughs> to... <laughs> All right, so I was thinking like there might be some uh, agents or people in the know or people who just are trying to blend in amongst this group. So I will tell you with an insight check, um, I, this sort of applies to both of you. With your roles, um, you can't... I mean, the thing about Zentarum is you wouldn't know one from any other person standing by the That's side. No, I'm more looking for body language to see if somebody's conducting themselves in the way that doesn't belong. That I know there's like there's ways to identify. People yeah, like that. Um, I mean the, the guards are standing in in a kind of a relaxed but definitely like ready for action kind of a sure. stance. Yeah. you know, weight evenly distributed, hands on their weapons, but especially they're not seeing a minotaur in a drow. I get it. Hey, well, and and you know, just another armed group coming by. I mean, there are still highwaymen that work around here and goblins apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, they are standing in a, a combative way, but that's sort of their job. Yeah. Um, so they're just doing that. The, uh, the rest of the people in the back are um, really, they, they seem like they're keeping an eye on you, but they're more focused on keeping warm. Okay. Um, the people that are here, they seem to belong here. They're, they look like they just might be travelers. Um, kind of in a similar way, the rest of you guys came down the mountain with Kuspalad. Travelers here usually hire people to get them where they're going because it's dangerous to go you know in ones and twos. You usually go in groups of like six or seven or eight. Not not eight. Take this. Don't get hungry. It's dangerous to go home. <laughs> it's your mom's leg. Um, <laughs> but they uh, they don't really say much. Like you're trying to read lips, and you obviously can't see their lips, so it's tough to read their lips. But there's there's very little conversation going on. The guardly types are just sort of standing there. Like one's got a uh, like a crossbow slung, and the other one's got like a long sword, but it's sheathed. Mm. And they're watching you approach, and they're just sort of keeping an eye on you. Uh, one person that looks like a caravan driver, maybe a caravan leader, is a dwarf. Uh, you can tell by the shorter stature. Um, starts to uh, approach the guards and is uh, sort of like asking them what they see, kind of a thing. You guys are probably a few, maybe a hundred feet away at this point. Um, it is dark, obviously, because it's Icewind Dale. Um, well, I'll slow down the sled, okay. <clears throat> and I'll approach slowly so it doesn't seem super combative, and uh, when we get close enough to see that he's a dwarf, I'll call out in Dwarven. Okay. And what do you say? I'll, wave, say. Just, I'll wave behind you. Uh, hail, just fellow travelers. Well, travelers are welcome by our fire. Uh, please uh, join us. Uh, how close do they have their sled parked to their fire? Um... It is, uh, pro- it's, it's probably about 60 feet away. It's on the edge of the firelight. The dogs seem to be curled up. Uh, you know how huskies make their little snow nests and fart in them. Um, they're all sleeping in their, in their, their sleds, you know, parked nearby. Um, somebody has to stay with this dog sled because if we just park it in the woods, we are guaranteed to get robbed. Yeah. Uh, so probably a couple people because if somebody gets sapped, that's also pretty bad. <laughs> I would be happy to stand by a fire and socialize. Yeah, so somebody else has to stay with the I'm sled. I'm going to stay with the collar and the sled. Okay, you're going to stay with the sled, yeah. and we should somebody Thank should you, posse Pablo. up with you. Nyantai will posse up with you. 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's Babu and the goat. <laughs> like I'm a little scratch behind his ears. I'm like, come on over here, fuckhead. He shits on your boot. <laughs> I love you too. It's the worst fart you've ever smelled. Oh god. It's, uh, it's, a, it's endearment for goats. <laughs> it's a goatman. Um, it is a great honor to have goat shit on boot in culture. <laughs> he goes, uh, I'm Grisk. This is my caravan. These are my caravan leaders. Uh, Nal and his husband, uh, his wife Jocelyn, and our guards Indira and Grog. Um, Are they like orcs? Uh, Grog is an orc, <laughs> yeah. uh, half orc. Uh, Indira seems just human. Um, Get it? Inside chip. This, this is a ten towns version of Abba. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, mix is giving me unwanted sound effects. Zev will return their, their kind greetings. Yeah. I Thank will... you for having us by your fire. There are two more. Um, these figures that were introduced that are sort of like hovering in the back. They look like half-elves. Um, and uh, they, you know, they sort of like half get to their feet. And one of them says, uh, I'm uh, Kinsley. This is my... Sister Chavre, we're travelers. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you on the on the road. As I'm walking towards the fire, I'll introduce myself to people and uh, introduce myself in Orkish to the half work just for fun. Um, and then I'll sit down by the fire and I'll pull the uh, little kettle out of my pack and just start making tea. Oh, okay. Yeah, Luna does the same thing and she uh, pulls out her little harp and. Oh, it's a song. Yeah, plays a song. Um, so they um. You know, everybody sort of gets acquainted, and you all sit down around the fire, and the um, the half orc actually, who's like, got like one eye on the trail to like see if people are coming, but goes back into telling a, a story about uh, how his uh, his mother, who was a human, ran away from the orcs when uh, when he was a little baby, and talking about you know fleeing from the orcs of the Many Arrow tribe to come down into the Ten Towns and. That's how I got. He seems like a kind of a jovial talker kind of a guy. Yeah. But uh, it, it's interesting because, like, he's sort of sitting, like, like catty corner to the fire and, like, telling the story without, like, looking anybody in the eye because he's always, like, focused on the trail, like, hyper fixated on the trail. Um, but, yeah, while you're playing a, playing a little tune, he sort of, you know, spins this little mini epic yarn about his escape from the orcs of the Mini Arrow tribes when he was a kid. Kind of cool. Hmm. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> this is well timed. Uh, yeah. Ostensibly, I'm making the tea because it's nice to drink something hot while you're out in the snow, but it also is going to force people to take their face wraps off, so I want mm. people to observe some hushed conversations. Yep. Um, yep. Zeb will socialize with them and share stories that uh, of of drow stuff. Hashtag just drow stuff. Perhaps the perhaps the battle between Gromf, Banray, and Agraktir. Ooh. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you all sit around the fire telling stories while your dogs rest. Um, and every once in a while, Grisk, you know, he goes over and he's got a, um, uh, like a copper kettle that he's thawing snow in to get fresh water. And every once in a while, he'll like bring the, the water over to the dogs, like real quick, try to get them to drink before the water, like almost instantly freezes back over in the bowl. Um, it seems like something he's used to doing, being a caravan leader. Um, with everybody's face wraps off um, you can see like most people are either enraptured in the stories that are being told um, the two um, half-elf siblings uh, Kinsley and uh, and Chavre um, they're having a hush conversation themselves and uh, do you need a perception roll to, to do the it just the says thing? I can read lips full stop on the feet okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to still impose a perception roll just to see how accurate it is yeah uh, 20 20. Um, so that's a pretty good role. They are having a conversation about catching a ship. They um, one seems to be very concerned that they veered off their course. Um, that they wanted they wanted to go straight up the coast to catch their boat. Um, and um, the other one says, "Well, we weren't expecting the weather to be quite this bad." The caravan leader says, "We have to go." To the ten towns and restock. We can't go straight there. We'll, we'll starve on the open road. And she says, well, "I'm eager to get out of this place. It's cold, and I'm I hate it here. I want to leave." And she goes, and the other one goes, "I know it's why we're going, but you know these things take time." And they're having a, uh, an impatient conversation. And while you are 
reading their lips, uh, you catch the name of the ship. It is called the Dark Duchess. The Dark Duchess. Wait, wait. Kaylee takes notes. Yeah, but can where... you control F on those notes? Yeah, I can't. So um... <laughs> we'll give you a minute because I want you to. Hey, I want all your. Work I think to it was. Off. I think it was a while ago. It was a very long time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, it was the casks of whale oil in Targos that were branded with the, the Dark Duchess. Yep. The rebranding. Nice. Kaylee, take inspiration. Being a nerd pays off sometimes. Especially in this. Yeah, in this you're, you're absolutely. throwing off the curve for the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you'll all get killed equally. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, that is the conversation you pick up while you're reading their lips. One of them seems to be upset, the other one probably less so, but is trying to put on a show of being extra calm to keep the other one from freaking out. Yeah. Okay. So these guys were trying to go meet their ship, not yes. coming from their ship. Okay, right. I must have yep. it earlier. So they were going to take a whole bunch of whale oil and sail through the Sea of Moving Ice is what we're picking up on probably. Or it's possible that a whale oil ship is also offering transport to and from. Yep. Right. And they want to just leave. Yep. I mean... It's our way out of this campaign, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but if we leave, we have to go back to Avernus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, it will be warmer. Yeah. Well, the resistance of this character, though. Uh, so, the evening's rest, you know, winds down and, um, well, I shouldn't say evening, it's technically morning. You guys just woke up from your wake, sleep-wake cycle and started out, um, so, like, the, 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 the actual, like, twilight hours are now over. The the morning dawn hours where the sun's just below the Did I actually horizon. cast Pass Without Trace or no? Not yet. You haven't yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as the, uh, as the sun starts to disappear again and the sky goes from, like, a dark purple to, like, a, a pitch black star-covered canopy, um, they start getting ready to get their dogs up and moving and they ask you, you know, if, if you're going in the same direction, we could join caravans. Uh, which direction are you traveling? Uh, we were going to go uh, east along the east way, or uh, I'm sorry, um, west along the uh, the east way uh, to Bremen, out to the, the coast. They're going west. By way of Bunchenda. And Tarbos. Yes. Bremen is here. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Brinchander through Targos up to Bremen, and then out to the coast. Nothing but that. <laughs> Um, we'll come with you as far as Brinchander. Oh, well, we'd appreciate the company. Safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. And Yandira says, and the extra arms, and starts to glance at all the weapons that are sort of bandied about. Nah, uh, you guys expecting trouble? Has a way of finding you out here on the trail? That is for sure. This is perhaps a bit overprepared, but you know how adventurers are with their gear. Too true, too true. We have a tendency to stop and help people on the road in attempts to eat up any supplies. Be fortunate it hasn't eaten you up. No good deed goes unpunished out here in the Dale. Oh, we were, we've been punished. <laughs> so, uh, your rest at the crossroads goes pretty much unaffected by any Zentarum agent. Um, I guess in hindsight, they traveled probably 12 straight hours. Their dogs are probably fucking exhausted. They're not going anywhere for a while. If they came from Targus. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, we told them we we're going to Bryn Shander. Like, the most expected thing is that we're going to Bryn Shander. Like, yep. um, so the the long stretch, the eight mile stretch from uh, the crossroads to Bryn Shander. I'm going to want perception rolls from everybody. We'll make it a group perception check. You're a perception check. Oh, 17. What 17. I critted. You critted. What, my, what, what do my call I see? <laughs> Moo. So fail, pass. What'd you get? 17. Pass. 17. Pass. All right. So that's a group success. Um, Good success. You're going to drag us down, teenage girl. <laughs> it was me. Listen, I'm on my period. Oh, I would rather not listen to your period. Um, if you put your ear up to the ear, you can give the ocean call. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 this podcast is rife with toxic males. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, actually, the butt side. <laughs> hey, hey, um, hurtful and true. <laughs> so, by successfully passing your group perception check, basically you're able to keep your heads on a swivel enough that you are confident you can make it all the way to Brinchander without being waylaid by highwaymen. Um, gathering up with other people to serve your purposes out here. Um, arriving at Brinchander, you find it better than you left it. Uh, when you left it, it was still in the process of cleaning up after the blood snow. Now it seems a lot of those works have been completed. Um, you can still find traces if you look hard enough, but they've done a pretty good job of scr- scrubbing their town clean because they wanted to be rid of the reminder of that kind of dreadful day. Um, and you are... You wind the road up to the Palisade Wall, and you find that the... Uh, the gate's sort of half, half open. Uh, you remember when you first got here, it was uh, wide open. Um, then they closed it after the children over real left. Now, like, one side of the double gate seems to be closed, and the other side is open. It's maybe, you know, wide as two of these tables, so you can get a, a proper, you know, wagon through if you wanted to. But it's definitely more controlled than it was when you first got here. It's like those shitty stores where you try to go out the right door, and it's always locked, yes. and the fucking oh left door's open. And you, so you would know, and you would know. To control from, traffic. Yeah, and it, this is fairly uncommon for Bryn Chander. They leave their gates open. It's kind of their thing. But there's some inspection happening, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the um, much like you saw in Goodmead, the snowflake gallows that they had erected outside the gate, the children over real had erected outside the gate, has been hacked into bits. And while that was sort of like a Goodmead left as a show on the road, uh, much of this has been stolen by people for firewood. You can see that there's only like remnants and splinters left in the ground where it was. Um, so you you wind your way up and you, the. Um, Oh wow, this is intense. I like it, but it's inappropriate for this town. <laughs> inappropriate voice is carried across the wind. <laughs> it's Jerry Holkins. <laughs> Jerry Holkins. A new hand holds the beacon. No, fuck off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go right to hell. My least favorite part of that game. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, it's from Skyrim. It's Skyrim. Oh, there's Maria. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's an item you pick up that puts you on a forced side quest, and as soon as you grab it, there's like a voiceover that happens, and you just can't stop and, it. Yeah, yeah, and the boss is fucking busted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, as you approach the gate, much as you had anticipated, the guards start to um, flag you to to hold up you and your companion caravan, um, and the uh, the companion caravan says, um, uh, Grisk actually leans over to you and says. Uh, I talked it over with my drivers. We're going to press on to Targos. The prices on road supplies are much better there. They really kind of gouge you on the prices over here. So I think we're going to part ways here. I'll give him a handshake. Um, thank him for coming with us on the road. Uh, will you be safe? You have supplies, everything you need to make it up that way? Oh, it's a treacherous journey out to the coast, but I've made the run before, and I think we've got a pretty good idea of what to expect. We'll take it slow. Uh, Roads are treacherous. I spoke with you in Orkish before I heard your story. I apologize. That was rude. Oh, well, uh, I didn't think anything of it, honestly. Uh, I hear a lot of people speaking Orkish these days. Sometimes it goes one ear and out the other. Well, safe travels. You got a pat on the back. You as well. Uh, all of you, please stay safe. And if you ever need uh, another caravan, uh, you can probably hire us on our return journey. Moo. Moo. You've been wonderful company. Thank you. Just everyone check for... Slide to make sure we still have all of our shit. Yep. Everyone pats down their oh, pockets. I've, like, I've like been with the fucking thing like the whole time. <laughs> they took the spinning rims off your... Huh. God damn it! It's like they Detroit left a frozen chicken on top of it. <laughs> your sled's up on blocks, which is ridiculous because it doesn't have tires. You just knock the blocks off. It's fine. <laughs> no, everything that was there before the crossroads is still there. Um, yeah, I was posted up with that shit. <laughs> The uh, the guards flag you down and um, and you know say uh, apologies, travelers. Uh, due to the nature of affairs these days, we are uh, checking all who come and go from the gates. Is there any chance I know this guy? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a uh, whatever check you feel is appropriate. Let me know what you get. Can I make a roll uh, for that? No friendship skill. I know there isn't. There should there should be a streetwise. Um, uh, dice is a ahead. ten, so it'll probably. Be like a, I don't know. I got a natural fifteen. Probably just is a 15. 
Um, yeah, this is a guard that you've probably encountered before. There's not a whole lot of them that work gate duty. Um, guard with mustache. I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, if I remember correctly, when you first arrived here, there was a uh, a golden-haired female dwarf. That, yeah. Uh, it's the same, the oh, same dwarf. Yeah. We are actually friends with her. Yeah. So, yeah uh, I gave her a name last time, but I forget. Yeah. I'll just uh, pull the scarf down a little mm. bit. And... Mm. Yep, I know well, your face. I will also, like, obviously, they, hopefully they remember me, because there's not many minotaurs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll try to say, you know, we're, we're here to see, uh, I forget the name of the, the priests. Do the two priests. Oh, yes. Um, oh, the priests. And then the, there's the speaker, too. Yeah, Yeah. you you had, well, co- a Copper Knobber Knocker was one of them. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> he was dressed like a teddy bear. Because he he's... Sleeping upstairs in the other one's church, and they had very different views. Ah, Michan. Bless you. (laughs) Michan is the uh, the cleric of uh, Abinator, and um, Copper is the uh, cleric of La Thunder. And then the speaker's name? Dubessa Shane. That's right. She's the HBIC. Yep. We would appreciate. So yeah, I think we should name drop a little bit when we come in. We have gift for Dubessa Shane. Well, uh, yes, I suppose you would. Um, well, I... Presumption. Presumption. I uh, Probably I, just tell them we have a message. I don't know, a gift, but yeah. I do uh, I do need to check your wagon. It's orders. Yep. Um, so she starts to approach the wagon. Are you guys doing anything to stop her? Or? No. Okay. 